Hey friend, so glad you're here. This episode is a special one. I had the honor of talking with my first client, Sarah, about her health journey before and after we worked together. You'll have to excuse the rough audio. We used my phone to record. I'm using it right now. So you may hear my crying baby and rambunctious three-year-old in the background periodically throughout the interview. I apologize in advance. (laughs) I hope you enjoy our talk and are inspired by Sarah's story. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. I'm so excited to talk with you about your story. I think you've had incredible success while we worked together last year, and I can't wait for other women who are where you were to be inspired by how much you've been able to heal your body. I think what will surprise them most is how you've how you've been healing your body. Okay, so first, tell them a little bit about who you are and what life was like before we started working together. Okay. So, um... Before we started working together, I was dealing with a lot of issues like um, back pain and digestive issues because I have a severe gluten intolerance. And um, at the time, uh, we had been trying to get pregnant and nothing was happening. I wasn't even ovulating. So, you know, we were taking the monthly ovulation test and um, there was never any peak or anything. So that was kind of my my biggest concern. Um, So back pain digestive issues and fertility. Yeah. So tell them a little bit too about what you do for a living and, um, what you just, what a day kind of looked like for you. Okay. So, um, I'm a teacher, so very busy days. (laughs) Um, yeah, not a lot of time to cook and, um, do all that stuff. Just my life revolves around teaching, um, except in the summers, which is a little bit easier to do things like that, but and yeah. COVID kind of helped. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> COVID kind of. I was off for home. several months. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It it did. Yeah, it, it hit was... in March of 2020. Uh huh. And then you got to be home, right? Yes. During that time. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something good come from that. Yeah. Okay, so the moment I'm very curious to know that moment you decided, okay, enough is enough. We have to do something. You have to try something different. What, what was that moment for you? Like, what was happening? And you finally said, "Okay, I'm ready to work with someone," particularly me. I think just you know the the monthly disappointments of taking pregnancy tests and nothing being there, and the ovulation test and nothing being there. Yeah. It was just it got depressing. Like every month, it was a new like letdown. Um, and then, you know, I was struggling really bad with the back pain at that point. Like the pain was so severe and you go to a doctor and all they want to do is give you pain medicine and it doesn't really fix the problem. And so I was just, I knew that I had to look outside of the medical field for something. And I, if I were to go to a doctor for fertility issues, you know, it'd be injections or hormones or, you know, all these other medications they want to put you on. And I just didn't want to go that route. Right. Um, sorry, I lost the train of thought. Baby in the background. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So what was, um, so you knew you went to come into the alternative side, all the pregnancy tests, right? Um, that were frustrating. So what made you like, what were you doing before then? Like, but what were you trying? Were you trying anything like any diets or, um, it was just the pain medication and going to see a doctor. I know you're doing physical therapy at that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing 
nothing else. Well, I had tried um, like intermittent fasting mm-hmm. before, but it was just very inconsistent, and I couldn't keep up with it because of busy schedule and all that. And and I just like I felt like I couldn't fast, like I didn't have it in me because I would feel gross every time I you know mm-hmm. I went without eating. I would get shaky, and so <laughs> I just didn't even think I had it in me. Yeah. So did you, coming into it then, when we started working together, did you think fasting would work? Absolutely not. (laughs) In fact, like when you said even 24 hours, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) We'll work up to that. Yeah. 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 That's uh, I actually had that written down for working together is it's kind of the F word. (laughs) Fasting is that F word. And it's, it's not just you. I've gotten it with, like I told someone the other day that's talking about fasting and she looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, you want to get pregnant? Uh, fasting is a great way to work on your fertility. And she, she's like, actually, the thing that I've been looking at recently is the opposite. It's to eat all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't, it's something pro-metabolic. I hadn't heard of it before. But when she said that, I was like, yep, yeah, I get that. Everyone tells me when I tell them fasting, they look at me and they're like, I can't go without eating. <laughs> but you proved it yeah. wrong. And it helped with fertility. So yeah, let me think. So you before had told me that you were doing some restrictive diets in the past that you had tried that. Um, can you talk a little bit about now doing the fasting, what you see the difference between that restrictive eating and kind of what the restrictive eating was pushing you into that you had told me about? Right. So, um, kind of have a history of disordered eating. So I would yo-yo diet all the time, go on the next diet and then I wouldn't be successful. So I'd binge. And so it was just this constant cycle of like guilt and shame and, um, or restriction. And so it was just, it was not healthy for me. Um, so I was worried going into it that fasting would be more restrictive, but Mm -hmm. I never felt like I was lacking anything. And <clears throat> sorry, my throats. Um, I like, I didn't have to change my diet so much, you know, like, I mean, obviously I'm not going out and eating fast food every day or anything like that. Cause well, gluten intolerance makes that hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just focusing on balance and then the fasting wasn't really difficult at all. And it didn't trigger anything in me to make me want to be like, um, that, black and white thinking, you know, like, oh, I didn't fast right today. So I might as well just eat everything in sight, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really good with the experience. Yeah. I find that so interesting. I've heard that not just from you. I've heard it from other people who started fasting. It's like a different kind of control. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, maybe it's more of before you're trying to, you're trying to do it within your own means of control and with the fasting kind of frees you up and gives you a little bit of freedom. Um, I'm not quite sure why maybe God designed it that way. I don't know, but that being self-controlled has actually given you control. Mm -hmm. And and it's that the there's boundaries now Mm -hmm. and they're safe and you feel free to do, you know, within those boundaries. And that if you, if you happen to cross the boundary just a little bit, you don't feel as bad because you know where those boundaries are. Right. So that's so interesting. Yeah. I, it's so counterintuitive because you think, or yeah, it just doesn't seem it's like an oxymoron. Right. How does how does fasting? Why is there freedom in fasting? I don't know, yeah. but that's so interesting. Yeah, 
how that, and it happened so fast for you. Yeah. Because I remember the cravings were an issue from the start. Can you talk about those a little bit? Yeah. So, um, I would crave sweets all the time Mm -hmm. and, um, like not even that long after trying the intermittent fasting, just doing the, you know, I can't remember what we started with was like 12 hours Mm -hmm. and then we moved up to like 14 and then 16. Mm -hmm. Um, but just doing that for a little bit, like I stopped craving the sugar. Like it just wasn't even as desirable to me Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. One thing actually had learned recently was, or just kind of logically thought through was how when you fast, you're also starving the bacteria in your gut Mm -hmm. and that there are bacteria in your gut that get addicted to that carb Mm -hmm. or sugar. And so when you eat carb all the time, their levels go up. And so when you're fasting, you're forcing their levels to go to a better balance where you're not craving. So it's this like interconnected, Mm -hmm. like the body. Oh, that's why fasting works is because it keeps those uh, bacteria in check because our diet is a lot of, it can be a lot of carbs and sugars. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially our comfort foods. Right. <laughs> when we're stressing out, which as a teacher, yeah. stress is, oh. you know, stress is a huge thing. And then, you know, your body is used to, okay, we're stressed out, eat your comfort food. And you're like, I can't be going back to chips yeah. and <laughs> all this junk food um, as, and not even hungry. Right. It's just exactly. the body's craving yeah. it because that's what you did in the past. And right. retraining that is really hard. Um, but it can happen and fasting helps that. And that's also with fasting. And we've talked about this before, the burning the fat instead of like the body has to relearn to burn fat because it's, it will burn, it prefers carb and it will burn carb. But if you want to really get the fat burned, you starve it. Huh, surprise. <laughs> okay. So we kind of touched on your health journey, uh, but I really wanted to talk about since we were started working together, what, what it looked like for you. Um, cause that's that process of starting is really daunting and intimidating of, Oh, I have so much to go, but building up, making those small changes every day to now. And then, you know, if it's the journey's not over, you still have to keep going. Right. But when we started on day one, we kind of talked about what you wanted to accomplish, but what was the one thing like when you, when you say, okay, I've made it, I've done, now I can maintain. What, what was the one thing you wanted to accomplish? Bigger mm-hmm. than fertility, mm-hmm. bigger, bigger than, um, the back pain, like long-term vision. What did you want to accomplish? Just having an overall, um, healthier lifestyle, like, and, and learning to like be in tune with my body mm-hmm. and, um, not running to the doctor at every little thing that goes wrong, but like really learning how my body responds to things and finding solutions kind of on my own. I think that was the biggest, just, just being more intuitive with my body. Yeah. I think that's great. Being your own, uh, I like to say being your own health expert. Yeah. <laughs> that way, you know, you say, oh, I want to get pregnant, but I have to rely on someone else to tell me how to do that instead of no, I know when my body's ovulating. I know those stages. I check my temperature or, you know, do yeah. things like that. I, I, I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, or if someone, something happens, um, 
for example, prolapse, and you're like, oh, my body feels weird. I should probably check something out down there and to look and say, oh, okay, that's what's happened. Um, But you can tell those changes, Mm -hmm. and I think that's so key, and especially pregnancy, all through pregnancy having to do that, which I don't want to give away the surprise at the end of what you've accomplished so far, but a hint. So where we where you started, can you briefly walk us through uh, like so where we started and then where you are now? Mm-hmm. That, that process and okay. journey. Mm-hmm. So it'll be hard to remember because it's, it's been, been a, it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not quite a full year, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so starting out, we just did like very little baby steps, like. Um, what is it? 12, 12 fasting. And Mm -hmm. then, and then we moved up to 14, 10 and then 16, eight. And and then I think I did my first 24, Mm -hmm. which was a huge accomplishment. (laughs) Especially teacher. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like working up by doing those baby steps and doing the 16, eight for a while, it made the 24 hour fast like much more manageable. Um, and I wasn't feeling like I thought I would feel like Mm -hmm. all the, the shakes and the, just yucky feeling when your mm-hmm. blood sugar is low, you mm-hmm. know? <clears throat> so, um, I did the 24 hour fast within a month, I think of working with you. And, yeah. um, and after that month I started ovulating, which was the most yeah. exciting thing ever. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yes. I know. I think I texted you that. <laughs> so, uh, that was, that was the best feeling. Um, and then we just kept going with it. Like I would do the 16, eight regularly, and then every once in a while I'd move up a little bit. Like I think I did a 36 hour fast next yeah. and then, um, just worked up to a 42, then a 48. And mm-hmm. then I did the full blown thir- three day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. you, which, said, you said, I can do it. I'll just go all the way. Yeah. And I never thought I would be able to do that mm-hmm. before. <laughs> so, yeah. And I didn't, um, I didn't change my diet much at all other than just, I wasn't craving the things that I was before. So I was eating less sugar and stuff like that. So naturally. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't restricting or anything. So that was good. Um, and then, uh, do you want me to go all the way with like progress I saw? And Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, my back issue started getting better. I was also doing physical therapy and chiropractor at the mm-hmm. same time. And, um, so that was a huge accomplishment because that was, it was miserable having that back pain. And then, uh, my digestive issues were not as bad. So when I would get exposed to gluten, my reaction wasn't as strong as it was before. So I feel like overall the inflammation was just going down Mm -hmm. and that was a big thing for me too. And then, um, in October was when we found out that we were pregnant. Yeah. And you <laughs> so, had gotten COVID, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, that's the biggest thing I think um, was, I didn't even mention, but my immune system has always been low because mm-hmm. I was a premature baby. Mm-hmm. And so I constantly was used to getting sick multiple times per year. And I feel like with the fasting and I was also taking vitamin D, mm-hmm. um, my immune system got so much better. And even when I got COVID, it wasn't nearly as bad as when I normally get like the flu oh, or yeah. whatever. Do so. you imagine getting COVID before making oh, no. those changes? Oh no. No. <laughs> Cause I mean, a regular cold would send me into full on bronchitis and wow. all these issues. So, yeah. so that was a, a big thing was my immune system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about 
the great thing, you're pregnant now. Uh, but the interesting thing about that was when we first started the, I guess the first 24 hour fast, your period had gotten like heavy. Oh, that's like, right, yeah. And you're like, what is going on? And so saying, okay, well, is anything else off? Like, do you, do you see anything negative other than that period? Maybe we're just flushing something out that was in there and needed to be flushed out. Um, maybe some hormones were off, like, and we're just working it out. And so that was May, June. That was June that you did the 24 hour fast. Mm -hmm. And that was the first bad period. And then you did the three day fast. When you finally got to the three day fast, you, had a bad period again, I think. Uh-huh. And yeah. then you got diarrhea. Diarrhea, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that on top of when you weren't even eating. Right. right. And so that was really crazy to see that. Yeah, that's true. That progress and, and then to say, well, do you feel bad? I mean, these seem like <laughs> bad symptoms, but then you turn around and the next, I guess, month and a half, you got pregnant after that. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the next month you got pregnant. So, yeah. So, though those symptoms looked bad. Mm-hmm. That it was actually your body healing, it sounds like, right. trying to get back to that balance of the hormone balance. Yeah. And-, and that's another thing. Like, um, I had been on birth control since I was, like, 17 because I had bad periods, you know, mm-hmm. up to that point. And they, they always recommend to take birth control to calm your periods and mm-hmm. get rid of the acne and all these other things that's, like, a miracle. <laughs> and so I don't think I had like a real period in a long time. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I had ovulated that whole time at all. I don't know if you ovulate while you're pregnant, oh, I mean, while you're on birth control or not. But so I think that that first period was just like, okay, this is an actual period. Like we're going to flush everything out and reset, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. And, and that's good. Cause that's good for anyone listening that is not married and or doesn't want to get pregnant right now, but maybe on birth control or some kind of hormone adjustment uh, for their bad period. Uh, because I, I know plenty of women that their acne was bad or their periods were bad. And so the doctor just put them on birth control. So to hear that there's another way to regulate. So can you talk about after, well, did you ever have a, like a normal period that wasn't super heavy when we were doing the fasting. Can you talk about the difference between that period and before we started working together? Was there any difference there? So, um, yeah. So when I was on the birth control, my periods were very light, not a lot of cramping. It wasn't bad at all. Um, and then after I got off the birth control, which was several months before we started working together, mm-hmm. um, it still was kind of the same. Like it stayed that light period, not really mm-hmm. cramping or anything. And then that first fast was the one that that period was really bad. <laughs> like yeah. I think I bled heavy for seven days and did you have migraines and yeah, headaches, like really bad headaches mm-hmm. and, um, really bad PMS too. Like I was crying all the time, like the whole time throughout it. So really emotional, like um, almost depressed. Like mm-hmm. it was really bad PMS symptoms. 
And then, um, on top of being in school. Yeah. Oh, no, that was oh, no I was out. Yeah. I oh, was out, goodness. thankfully. <laughs> but poor Zach. <laughs> yeah. My husband, he, uh, yeah. That's the and, of that one. Yeah. And I, it, the PMS hit like a week before the period did. So I didn't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yes. Yes. The yeah. PMS hit. It was warning you what's coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the second one, again, was pretty bad. Um, but after that, um, it started leveling out. Like, it was back to kind of like my normal periods when I was, like, 16, you know? Like, it was heavy for, like, two or three days, and then it lightened up. And I still had pretty bad cramps, but that's, like, something I've always had, you know? So, yeah. 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 And that's that's really encouraging to hear the that as your body is trying to get back to its natural balance of the hormones okay. that it, it does need a little bit of a flush and uh, because you've been kind of forcing your body to follow this artificial cycle for years and your body's gotten used to it. And now how do we, what is the natural balance? And it's really cool that the body never loses its natural balance. Like it's, it's ingrained, I guess you can yeah. say it's yeah. designed to be that way. So it, it goes back to it. Like there's hope there. Right. Um, you just got to push through the awful PMS, which guys have no idea what we women go through mm-hmm. with the mood swings because it, and that's one thing I've had to tell my husband, um, after having a baby was like, listen, or right up till we had a baby because I was starting to have mood swings before. And I looked at him and I said, I know I'm not pleasant right now, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, is I can't help it when you when your hormone uh, spikes or whatever's going on there like you can't help but be that way yeah. and I mean maybe the Holy Spirit could help us if we really wanted him yeah. to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a little bit of conviction on that end but you can't help but feel sad sometimes right. and mm-hmm. go through that depression mm-hmm. um, other than just know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's gonna be okay in the end and and. For those who want to get pregnant, there's hope that maybe flushing it can, flushing out your hormones and down there can restore some of that balance so you can get pregnant. And I think that's the key is making sure that um, your body is able, like it's one thing to get off birth control and say, okay, I'm going to get pregnant now. But sometimes we have to let our body heal so that it can carry a baby because if we try to jumpstart that too soon... I think that's a lot of cause of miscarriages today is a lot of women who think, oh, if I just get off birth control, I mean, I'm one of those. Thankfully, I never had a miscarriage. I don't know what that's like. And it's really um, sad for those who have. Um, But the sanctity of that life, Mm -hmm. making sure that you can support a baby and be healthy during your pregnancy is, Mm -hmm. I think, key. So taking a month or two to just let's do a cleanse and detox off of this and let my body readjust so it can support a baby. Um, like it's not just fertility necessarily. Like fertility is a bigger concept than just getting pregnant. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. And I've noticed, um, with this pregnancy, like I've just been like in awe because I've, it's been so easy for me and I know Mm -hmm. not everybody has an easy pregnancy pregnancy. And I know a lot of that is God, you know, a blessing, but, um, not a lot of morning sickness, um, you know, I was emotional at the beginning, but, and tired. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it really hasn't been bad. And I mean, he's growing right on target and everything's healthy 21 weeks now. So it's really exciting. Yeah, Yeah. that is. You're over the halfway. 
Yeah, I was gonna say too, like, um, with the bad period that I had, like, I can see a lot of people would want to give up at that point. Like, you know, I'm doing this and why are things getting worse? But like, I think a lot of times things get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. And, um, just encouragement to stick in there because, um, we've gotten in this point in society where everything is like a quick fix, you know? So you go to the doctor, you get a pill, you're better the next Mm -hmm. week or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think this is a longer process, but it's also longer term like benefits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Were you ever tempted? Were you ever tempted to go back? Go back. Go. We'll come out in a minute. (laughs) Sorry. My son, three-year-old son. Uh, Were you ever tempted to go back to the doctor to get the quick fix of, let me just go back on birth control or let me, well, obviously not because you're trying to get pregnant, but let me find something else that's easier than this. Okay, so the biggest thing I was tempted for was to go to the doctor and check my hormone levels and find, you know, find out, like, are things right? Are they improving, you know? Um, so I think that was the temptation there. Mm-hmm. And, like... Oh, I remember that. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to go. And I was yeah. like, well, what is he going to tell you other than... Yeah. It's not going to tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll just tell me that my hormones are off or they're on or they're, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I went against what I was tempted to do, but yeah. <laughs> the being in the know. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's so easy to just, well, let me find out what's going on. And and I'm that, I mean, as a practitioner, I'm the same way. I'm like, is this getting better? Like I have a client tell me things are really bad right now. I'm like, maybe I messed them up. Oh no. What if I messed them up? Like I've screwed it all up. I was like, okay, no, let's push through. Let's see. Like, you're trusting that the body knows what it's doing, that we don't know what we're doing. And our rationalizations of what to do to our body is actually caused some problems. And we just need to face the consequences for a little bit uh, of our actions and our choices along the way, but then that it would get better in the end. And it has, you know, being my first client, you prove that, Hey, this does work. And I can't tell you how many people I've been hearing are now being put on chemo for ovulation because they're not ovulating. So they put, they put them on chemo, like a chemo medication. And I'm like, what is going on in the fertility realm? And I think it's because, birth control kind of changes the body, changes the hormones and the way it works. And can you imagine coming off birth control and staying with that period and not fasting to kind of let your body heal and get those things out? So you're now stuck in this vicious cycle of of post-birth control. And then the doctor says, oh, that's not working. So let me just throw some more at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in their understanding that they think that's best and and I hope it works out for some people, but it's like there's a simpler way. It just doesn't make you any money. Right. The doctor, the practitioner doesn't get any money off of fasting, right. but it's what's best for the body. Some, right. I say most of the time. There are times you shouldn't fast, but most of the time you can safely fast, and right. that's a tool God gave us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about... Your journey and then being now pregnant, 21 weeks pregnant, which is really exciting. Uh, Are you doing – oh, here's a question that I get too. Are you doing intermittent fasting still with – during your pregnancy? I'm I'm not Um, just because baby's demands. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm listening to my body and 
um, if I go too long without eating, I do get nauseous. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, but I'm only eating when I get hungry, when I okay. feel that, you know, I'm not just constantly eating for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I'm still like in tune with my body, just mm-hmm. not doing the fasting schedule. Okay. So you're not being the 16, eight, would you say like on a typical day, you don't, you eat breakfast now? Is it more like a 12, 12 on a typical day it's pro- or 14? more like a 14. Okay. Because I usually will eat breakfast when I get to work. I have my planning period first thing. And so I'll eat some yogurt Mm -hmm. and um, stuff like that. Just a light breakfast. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So the 14th. Yeah. So it's not back to where you're just eating a bunch of stuff. Have you noticed cravings increase? Uh, Some cravings. Yeah. Um, Not really toward... well, the weirdest one I had was sushi. <laughs> so clearly I needed fish. <laughs> but it's it's cool because it kind of tells my body what I need. Like yeah. oranges every day. I have to eat oranges and pickles because um, mm-hmm. I need the salt because um, I yeah. tend to get dehydrated. So yeah. Those are the same things I actually had too. I was craving towards the end. I was craving oranges like crazy. And my midwife told me, I don't know if yours has, uh, that vitamin C can strengthen the water sack too. Oh, okay. And so if you're you know, eating a lot of oranges, oh, that makes sense why you, your water hasn't broken and it's 32 degrees outside. Oh. Uh, but that and um, she also, I was craving pickles too okay. because okay. I would cramp at night really bad if I didn't uh, keep up my sodium. Yeah. And so that's, I, but sodium and then there's talk about potassium being mm. needed during pregnancy too, yeah. probably more so. Um so that's very interesting. It's interesting that both of us doing intermittent fasting before and fasting before we got pregnant and how we had similar cravings. Yeah. And, you know, I, for my pregnancy, I would get nauseous if I didn't eat, but I was able to, in the third trimester, go back to the intermittent fasting, mostly. So maybe, maybe that will happen for me too. Yeah, maybe um, that will happen. Because I'm still second trimester right now. Yeah. Um, but come to think of it, it like, I really kind of am still on the the 14, I would say, because mm-hmm. I don't eat really late, because if I eat really late, I don't sleep, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the hormones it just, crazy. yeah, the acid reflux, oh, and all yeah, of this stuff, yeah, yeah. so I can't really eat late, and then I don't really eat until about 8.30, so it's probably yeah. more like a 14. Yeah, mm-hmm. pregnancy is a good, that and your gluten intolerance is a really good check on some <laughs> things. Okay. So one of the things I had asked you when we started working together was how will you know when you finally have good health? Because one of the things you said was, I just want good health. Like That's a big goal. I just want good health. Do you now feel as if you have good health or is there still more work to be done or do you have it and there's still more work? Or I think it's like ongoing um, working towards health, but... I feel like I have it because I, because of being in tune with my body, like mm. my body will tell me when I need something. And, and I think that's kind of the picture of health for me, like, yeah. um, not a certain weight or a certain size, you know? Yeah. So I try not to focus on those, but more of like just feeling my body and what it needs and how I feel. And, and I feel really good right now. So yeah, yeah. That's, and that's a huge accomplishment because yeah. I remember asking you at first, just like, what what does good health mean? And you're like, I don't know. It's just good health. And so now you getting to experience it, mm-hmm. you can now see, oh, well, this is what good health is. It's feeling like you're in your skin now, yeah. like you're not just a stranger in your body, but 
you're one with it and um, you work with it, not against it yes. now, which is great. And you're still uh, sick wise, not really getting, you're still on vitamin D mm-hmm. and uh, what was the other thing you said? I know you're doing some probiotics, which help to in vitamin C, yeah. but you haven't really gotten sick with bronchitis during the pregnancy or anything. No. I even had um, a sinus infection recently. And usually if I get a sinus infection, you know, from allergies, mm-hmm. it will throw me into bronchitis and like last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it really only lasted like a week and all, I wow. mean, all I did, I didn't take any medicine, mm-hmm. although it is so tempting to go to like Sudafed cause it's like an instant relief, you know, uh-huh. but obviously pre- being pregnant, you can't take that. And so <laughs> it's keeping me in check. Um, <laughs> so I did essential oils and I did the neti pod and it only lasted like a week and I was fine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's great because they talk about how in pregnancy your immune system is more vulnerable, mm-hmm. but it sounds like maybe it's not, or or maybe you've just gotten your body to a point where it's not going into bronchitis now. Right. Yeah. That vitamin D I know is very helpful. Yes. <laughs> and you did say that it's a journey, like it, it's it's not over. Like yeah. the good health still has to, like it's not just maintenance. You're still working towards it, and I think that's everybody is always, always improving and you're never going to be perfect. And that's not the goal anyways. Right. We're not trying to be perfect. Okay. So I hope this podcast gets out to other women who, uh, kind of need some inspiration and know that it can be done because unfortunately the way uh, typical medicine is, is you're enslaved to the doctor fixing it for you. And that's really can be difficult, uh, Especially when you want to get pregnant and then when you have a child and you're like, but I don't want to have to rely on my doctor to Mm -hmm. keep my child healthy. I feel like that's my responsibility. So that's great that you have that. You've been working towards that and now you can apply that with your child once he's Mm -hmm. here and be able to feel, okay, no, this is what's best for him and this is my conviction and you don't have to listen to 50 other sources to tell you what you should do, which is, I think, huge Mm -hmm. today. And I know that there's a lot of hopelessness that can be out there. Saying that, the people who haven't reached that point of feeling like they have that health freedom and can be confident in their Mm -hmm. decisions. So for those who are still hopeless, feeling that hopelessness, is there something you would like to tell them? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think just that when you start this journey that realize that it may get worse before it gets better, (laughs) but it will get better. Um, it may not be easy at times, but like the best things in life are not easy. Right. (laughs) And, uh, just that like you can get to a point where you trust your body and you trust the decisions you make for your body. And that's really empowering in that, Mm -hmm. um, I did have a moment where I kind of backslid early in the pregnancy, I would say, because, um, I had a UTI and everyone says, if you have a UTI, like it's this scary thing and you're, you're going to hurt your baby if you don't get treated, you know? And so I went to the doctor and I got antibiotics and then I went through four weeks of diarrhea, like constantly. And, um, it just totally destroyed what I like, felt like it destroyed my progress on my gut, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was really disappointing, but I'm finally at a point where it's coming back to normal and healthy. (laughs) But so, um, just like kind of resist that urge to listen to what 
everyone says, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause mm-hmm. people are so indoctrinated in like in medicine, modern medicine. And I just, it's not always the best thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, just trust, trust yourself, trust your body. And, um, if you don't trust your body, just have hope that it is coming, you know, right, like yeah. it is. So. You got to work towards it, but it's Yeah, coming. but there is hope in that. I was one that would never have trusted my body like that before or mm-hmm. never been able to fast or, you know, um, and I relied heavily on the doctor. So getting to this point, it's really, I hope it's encouraging for other people too. Yeah. 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 And I'd love to add to that now having our second child and now realizing, Oh, I have prolapse and thinking, you know, I was doing so well before. And now here's this, he was a really big baby. So of course I'm going to have problems, but knowing that there's something you can do, I think it's encouraging too, is I've seen this, uh, especially in the Christian realm, this batting down what my husband, Kevin likes to say, soft Gnosticism of batting down of health as if it doesn't matter, but it does matter. Mm -hmm. And it's important to like, your choices matter. And it's important to know and be confident in your choices that they are biblically grounded and that there are things you can do. And you know, you're not a victim of your circumstances. I think a lot of times it's God trying to teach you things. And a lot of Unfortunately, the things in this world, there are consequences. It's Mm -hmm. sinful world. It's a fallen world. But overall, God wants us to put work into it. Mm -hmm. You know, keep being faithful. Keep walking day by day. Don't focus on the long term. We'll get there. Um, But day by day, doing what we know we need to do Mm -hmm. and that there is things to do. Like your health matters. (laughs) I hate that. I see that so much in the Christian realm is that your this treatment that your health doesn't matter. There's nothing you can really do. You just eat. However, um, that there's no tools that God didn't really have a design for the way we should eat. That it's just like, Oh, do what you want because food came down from a blanket in in Peter's dream. So therefore it doesn't matter how we eat. And it's like, no, okay, don't abuse what God had intended by that dream. Um, that was not the way he wanted to be applied. Yeah. But going back and looking and seeing there's a design to things. And he's given us instructions. And we just say, we either say, obey, you know, yes, sir, we'll do those. And then good health naturally comes with that. Or we say, no, sir, and then ends up, well, yeah, we're in trouble because we're having all these health problems. Right. Uh, so I think that. That was most encouraging. I remember when you started, you're like, I just went to the doctor and he said that it's just the way you're going to be for life. And you're like, no, I don't agree with that. You know, my health matters. God cares about my health. He cares about what I'm doing. So that's really great. Is there anything else you would like to say or? Um, Just kind of tagging along with what you were saying about, Mm -hmm. you know, God's design. I feel like fasting is, is definitely one of those. And you know, we often just take it as the spiritual aspect, which yeah, spiritually it's an amazing thing to do, but I feel like he put it in there because it's also physically good for us. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like a reset for the body. So I kind of learned that with my three day fast, I did make it into a spiritual fast. And so I think that's, that helped being able to push myself to get through that, but Mm -hmm. also just the physical healing as well was there. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. The physical God bringing the physical with the spiritual and the mental all together mm-hmm. yeah. in one tool, uh, which 
that's a whole nother <laughs> fasting is a whole nother talk for why why we believe it works. Um, but that's really great, and I hope that all the women out there who are listening can can hear and be encouraged by by your story. Um, even though you know doctors were saying it couldn't happen, it couldn't happen. And you're like, ha, proved you wrong. And, but there's still things, you know, still things to work on. But not now during pregnancy. No fasting during pregnancy. Uh, no long term fasting, though. That's debated because I guess Jews. Jewish women can do 24 hour fasts occasionally, but, uh, that's really encouraging. And I hope, I hope it's encouraging for them, uh, as well as it has been for me. This has been fun to watch you like just, Oh, we're birthday, you know, <laughs> and get to be, be with you in that moment. It's really cool. And we're like, we did it. Yeah. But I don't want to take too much credit because I think God did a whole lot of that. Right. Um, no, he did everything and we were just trying to be faithful to what he's told yeah. us to do. It's like he blesses us, but I think he also leads us to things that can help us, you know, yeah. like he will, he will lead you to help as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if I hadn't gone, you know, with you and worked with you, I don't think I'd be where I was at today. So even though the ultimate blessing is his and his timing, I feel like he kind of helped me along the way yeah. too with that. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Okay, well, I'm going to end it here before we get too <laughs> too much longer. But um, thank you for agreeing to this and for telling your story because I really do believe that people need to hear it. Yeah. People need to hear it. They need to know that there's hope out there, that it can be done. And that, that dreaded F word of fasting yeah. might be an easy, simple tool that God has given us to do it. Yeah. So thank you again for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. I I'm excited to be able to share. I share all the time now. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very good. And yeah, it's, it's not, it's not us doing it either. It's like we're, we're working by not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works, but it works somehow. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening. And I, again, I hope this was encouraging and hope to hear from you. If you enjoyed this, then you can go to my blog, and there's a link in the show notes below. And you can leave a comment. Um, I don't know if I might can get Sarah to. I'll send anything to, to Sarah to show her if there's any encouragement that you want to leave her or thankfulness you want to share with her. Uh, you can do that on the blog and I'll send those to her. Thanks for listening. Before you go, would you mind taking a minute to share this episode with one person you know needs to hear Sarah's story? Her story is inspirational, so I want to make sure it gets out to others in similar situations. Thanks so much.